1: Okay, folks, welcome to an all-new So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your Wednesday episode, and uh, what an episode it shall be. Listen, it is 12.15 a.m. on Wednesday, and I'm recording this now. It has been a hell of a day, a very weird day, you guys. I also want to shout out the episodes we've had so far this week. Danny Murphy on Monday, Gabby Conti on Tuesday, and I, uh, I before Gabby, I talked about... Uh, a subject near and dear to my heart Was uh, being a bedwetter as a child And I got so many funny comments Today from people About the bedwetting episode uh, This is from Stephanie uh, Hoeffer. i She wrote in the Facebook group Ryan I love you so much The Scotch tape story cracked me up And my husband and I continued the night To share our own horror stories Of that very awkward time in life And that's what this podcast is meant to do Is bring people together to talk about bedwetting. <laughs> oh, you guys. Uh, remember, if you like the podcast uh, or you just want to support a, uh, a childhood bedwetter, remember to leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you want more, go to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Um, let me tell you a little bit about my day before we get to Beverly Hills. So I get up. And I'm, you know, got a decent night's sleep after BravoCon and I'm like, you know what, let's start working. And I do a whole hour and 10 minute BravoCon recap. I talk about tweeting for DirecTV. I talk about all of this stuff and um, it, it it completely sounds like a garbled mess. Like I sent it off and it just sounds like <laughs> it sounded so awful and I don't know what was going on with the mic and uh just even right now i was trying to record this and it was so uh just crackly and i didn't know what happened i had to take everything apart put everything back together and it just took 30 minutes time. You guys, I, I, when tech things go wrong, if you've been with this show from the beginning, do you remember back in the old days when I would record on um, like Tuesday night to be put out on Wednesday and I would do six hour episodes and I would get to the end of the night, I would try to process the audio and my computer was so old then that it would completely crash my computer and I would just have to start from scratch in terms of editing. It was the worst. But you know what? Here we are four years later and it is... Still pretty bad. (laughs) Still, it's like podcasting is an adventure that never stops. It never stops, folks. There's always something that's going to be thrown at you. There's always going to be somebody that doesn't like what you're talking about. There's always going to be some sort of issue. And that's what we love. This is what you came for, right? Okay. So I did that. Then I'm like, screwed. I'm like, oh God, I got to do this all over again. Um, And listen, I had a bizarre day because I went, uh, you're not going to even believe this. I did a, a live uh, show for Andy's Girls, uh, uh, Sarah Galley's podcast, and Crystal Minkoff was the, um, the guest. And I wasn't even going to talk about this, but Sarah Galley posted a photo and tagged me in it. So I was, you know, I, I guess I'll talk about it, is I went over for a drink over at Crystal Minkoff and Rob Minkoff's house. But the thing was, Sarah was late because she's, like, not from L.A. and doesn't realize how traffic works. So I was there for, like, an hour before she got there, and then I could only stay for, like, 15 more minutes before I had to take off because I had to go to a screening of this new, new movie, Saltburn, with Jacob Elordi from Euphoria and Barry Keoghan. And, uh, it, you know, we'll talk about that next week. I had to go see this screening. It's not out yet because I'm talking to somebody from the movie next week. So I had to go do that. So I had to leave. But you guys, it was uh, it was insane. Like all of a sudden I'm sitting, you know, I'm looking at it like, you know, I'm in a scene from Beverly Hills. And I got to tell you, this Rob Minkoff, I uh, what a what a charming guy. What a nice guy. I wish I could have stayed so much longer. Crystal is uh, she's really just very normal. i I'm shocked. Honestly, that she's on Housewives because she's just normal. I got to see the finished basement. I got to see his workroom where all the Lion King stuff is. And I got to take a picture for my sister because that was her favorite movie growing up. And I got to text my sister. I'm like, I'm all, I just came from the director Rob Minkoff's house uh, who directed Lion King. And she's like, that movie provided me with so many happy memories. Um, but it was really, it was really nice, really funny. And I got to do, um, all my impersonations for Rob and he seemed like he appreciated them. Uh, he was, uh, you know, and listen, I, I, I've come a long way from sweating over Sutton. I am now, I I did not sweat at all. They made me feel very comfortable. I got to meet her son. It was really, really nice. I'm sorry I had to leave so early. Um, but I had to go do this movie screening and I was just like, man, this is so it's bizarre, but it's so cool that I get to go do this stuff. But um I wanted to bring that up at the beginning because I just thought you guys would not effing believe this. And I wasn't gonna mention it, but then Sarah posted that picture and tagged me at it, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll tell you guys. Um but it was it was pretty shocking. It was uh it was pretty, pretty shocking. And she was talking, Crystal was talking about her BravoCon experience. She lost her voice over the weekend. I talked all about that in my actual BravoCon recap, which I'm gonna have to redo now. And put that out, so you're probably going to get a two-parter at some point tomorrow. Like, you're going to get this, uh, hopefully I'll finish this tonight, and then you'll get a second part in the afternoon with the BravoCon experience, uh, because I went into such detail, and it just, it breaks your heart when you did a whole thing, and then it's just ruined by the static. I mean, it's not even something that it's listenable, and that's really frustrating. But, regardless, we're here we're happy. We're going to do this. We're going to do this with passion. Also, then I came back from that screening and I watched Real Housewives of Salt Lake City tonight, which I'll be doing a recap of this week. This week is going to be statue, you guys. I got to push really hard this week, get through it, and then we'll get back to a normal schedule. And by that, I mean like, Ryan, you'll get back to a normal schedule. It'll be okay. You'll get back to a normal schedule. It's going to be okay. Sleep does not mean anything when you are talking about the housewives. We don't need it. We don't need sleep. Sleep is for wussies, but honestly, I'm very tired. So this is going to be probably extremely unhinged. Yeah, going to be unhinged like my Vegas show, betting all on blood. Me and Mikey Minden, we do the patented egg dance moves. Um, I want to say up top, if you are a housewife and if you're in the Beverly Hills cast or any cast, I say this for housewives in general, don't listen to this show. It is not going to be good for you. I can try, like, you know, even, even if there are nice things said about you, the next week I might say something not nice and I don't want to upset anybody. And, and you know, let's just say this is not for the housewives. This is for you guys. This is for me. and This is for the housewife. This is for me and you guys, not the housewives, right? Okay. So, I can't believe we're only two episodes in because it feels like we're at the end of the season already. And it turns out we have just started. So, that's horrible. That's horrible news. We've got, you know, we just met an Eagle Woman on the first episode. I am Eagle Woman. And now we're only on the second episode. So, okay, let's begin, right? Shall we begin? Okay. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The episode title is An Unwise Surprise, Season 13, Episode 2. So An Unwise Surprise, if I looked at that title and I didn't know anything about the episode, I would say, oh, uh uh-oh, somebody's pregnant. Uh-oh, Sutton, Sutton's expecting. It's a surprise, you know, like something like that. It's not that at all, you guys. An unwise surprise, I think that relates to PK. PK, I'm doing Dorit re- with a pretty woman redo for our anniversary. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. That's what I believe the unwise surprise is. There's a lot of unwise surprises if you think about it in this episode. Um, I also want to give a huge shout out to Juliana Carroza who took these notes. She takes the best notes. Uh, Juliana, thank you so much. As always, you are amazing. I couldn't do this without you. Uh, the summary of this week's episode: This is what we get from the cable company. Erica apologizes for spilling tea about Dorit's marriage, but PK's glitzy anniversary surprise may land him in hot water with his wife. Uh oh. Sutton seeks help from a <laughs> Sutton <laughs> seeks <laughs> Sutton seeks help from a matchmaker, but soon realizes that finding Mister Wright may be. Dead may be difficult oh you got (laughs) yeah it's gonna be difficult and remember and also just remember last episode we had the iconic scene of erica jane at her therapist going how do i feel how do i feel feelings for other people besides myself okay so previously on real housewives of beverly hills and we have dorit to eagle woman like I have a group of friends, Eagle Woman. I would like for you to help these women talk about their feelings so we can actually move on. Beep boop, poop And PK's like, good luck. Hey, good luck, man. Oh, I made a joke to Rob Minkoff. I was like, I miss the old, like I said, I love seeing you with uh, PK and Mauricio and when Harry Hamlin was on the show, just a bunch of studs. I was like, I loved watching those scenes. Also, you can tell my higher register is a little off. Sorry, guys, not making excuses, but my higher register is off right now. So, ah, you can can tell. It's very, it's that dry wind in Vegas. Um, Then we cut to a a scene with Erica from the first episode. Dorit's to Erica's like, I feel very hurt by you, Erica. And then we flash to Andy at BravoCon from last year where Andy's like, what bravo Liberty relationship do you think is headed to Splitsville next? And Erica's like, I think it's Rain and PK. And then Erica from the first episode goes, Doreen, you know I'm a showman, and I give those people what they wanted. Better all on blonde. And then Dorit in the talking head's like, that's not a showman. That's a bitch. And then we see that Dr. Man scene, like, you're going to need to have some empathy. And she's like, what's that? Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> what's that? And then we see Jennifer Tilly to Sutton going, You spent the last 20 years raising your kids and being a good mom, and now you're entering a new metamorphosis in your life, Sutton, emphasizing the multi row diamond bracelet. She's emphasizing the multi row diamond bracelet on her wrist. She's like, And Sutton's like, I want to show my success to the ex husband. Um, and then we cut to the scene with Mauricio, who's like, Love Bean, you don't need any more tattoos, Love Bean. That's enough, that's enough. And Kyle's like, if I want to, I will. Love Bean, no. If I want one, I'll get one. We start with the taglines. Of course, my favorite being Sutton's, Who needs a knight in shining armor, I say, I say, when you have your own horse? How about a horse, everybody? His name is Santos. He's got those big old beady horse, horse eyes. I told you guys I did talk to Sutton at BravoCon about her horse Santos. I was like, how is Santos? Well, Santos, I know he can smell me by my perfume. I know he knows who I am. And I'm like, I'm sure he does. Um, She also wrote that tagline herself. That is a little... BTS, a little behind the scenes that I thought you guys would appreciate. So we're now in Beverly Hills and the music is rocking. It's like, she's my best buddy. She's my cutty buddy. She my lotty daddy, She my little aunt. She my little hottie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Dorit enters the park. Uh, I think this is like a park in Beverly Hills, by the way. And we have Jill and Tara from Dolce Picnics setting up a gorgeous outdoor picnic lunch because I guess Sutton Concept wasn't available to have the picnic in like they did in the first episode with Jennifer Tilly. And Dreet's like, this is so beautiful. And Jill's like, welcome to your picnic. Thank you so much. This is a nice little English tea picnic. Boop, 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 boop. And Dreet's like, so there's tea here. And she's like, and water and champagne. Wonderful. And Jill's like, anything else you might need? We have a car. We have, a, we have in the car, too. And there's, like, candles. This is, like, middle of the day, guys. There's candles. There's fine china and glassware, pillows and flowers, fabrics flounced onto a beautiful table setting. And I got to tell you, folks... Listen, Dorit's not been lucky with the break-ins and robberies. Maybe, like, I don't know, don't go out in the park in the middle of the day with fine China. Just, what? And also, they're just out in the open at a Beverly Hills Park, and if you look in the background, you can just see a row of homeless people just wandering around the park. Bu- no, you can't do that, but I just thought that would be interesting of them having this conversation and just a row of homeless people just looking over at Erica going, teach me empathy the rain. How do I care about other people? Get away from me, bum. So Jill's like, have fun. And Reed's like, thank you so much, guys. You did an amazing job. Erica Parks gets out of her Corolla wearing a puffer jacket, and she's like, it's chilly out here. Are you cold? And Dorit's like, I'm freezing. And they go in for that little hug. And Eric's like, Look at this in the middle of the city. And Dorit's like, In the middle of Beverly Hills, we can get cozy. Come have a seat. And Dorit's like, Well, thank you for coming. Of course. Listen, Eric, I consider you a very dear friend. Yeah, and I know we needed a one-on-one. I think what was disappointing for me was that you didn't lead with an apology in the first episode. And Erica's shaking her head up and down vigorously. She's like, right, right. Like, you know, like the therapist taught her how to shake her head. Like, how do I look like I'm agreeing with someone? Okay, shake my head up and down vigorously. And Dreet's like, I was a little taken aback, Erica. I know ultimately you did, but it felt like I had to ask you for it. And then this is very Erica. She's very, like, just, you know, calm. She's like, I did the wrong thing. And I don't want to have to re-explain myself. Just know that it literally popped in my head and I sold it on the stage. And I had a great fallout. I apologize and I will do whatever I can to make this right. Because you mean a lot to me, Dorit. And what I did was wrong. I have to fix this for you. And Dorit's like, I really, really appreciate you saying that. No, I have to. And she's like really intense. She's like, I have to. I have to. It's non-negotiable for me. non Who's trying to negotiate an apology? Like Dorit's like, no, don't apologize. No, I have to. <laughs> she's really emphasized. She's... She's practicing for the victims eventually. Dorit is very bugged eye in her t- uh, talking head. She's like, Wow, where was this Erica at the retreat with Eagle Woman and Blue Moon? I'm blown away right now. Beep-boop-bop-beep-boop. Beep, boop. And Dorit's like, um, You know how much I love my husband, Erica? Well, we had a really difficult year. He was spending a lot of time in London. He had a lot of business there, and it was a year that I needed him the most. And Erica, doing her best like Betty Davis, she's like, you didn't feel protected. And Dorit's like, well, I also didn't feel supported. Yeah. And I didn't feel as connected. What you said would have hurt me and him any which way. But in particular because... And Eric is like, it had a much bigger impact. Yes. Eric in a talking head goes, Had I known Dorit and BK were in a rough spot, I would have never said what I said. And then she gives this evil laugh. She's like, ha, <laughs> ha, I want to ruin somebody else's life. (laughs) I want to ruin somebody else's, right? Am I right? Can I get an amen, America Jane? And goes, I've always been that girl that soldiers on, Erica. That's who I am at my core. That's who PK knows. Right. I definitely underestimated how big of a setback this last incident had on me. Yeah. Then to in a talking head, you guys get there. I mean you've already seen it, so you know, but she's like, last Christmas was about fourteen months after the home invasion, and I went to the bank. I took out ten Oh God. I took out ten thousand dollars so I could have some money for Christmas gifts. I had my handbag in the shopping cart, and when I got to the register I realized that my handbag was gone. And then Doric goes, the whole year in my marriage, in my life, in my emotions, beep-boop-poppy, boop-boop-boop, it was very much like a roller coaster. Doric continues in the talking head, the police came down and they viewed the video surveillance. They had discovered that I had been followed by three men. What are those like? the three wise men? Like, one had frankincense, one had myrrh, and I forget what the other, he was just a very weird-looking man, but he was, she's like, but anyway, she goes, that threw me right back into the throes of PTSD. Okay. I want to be gentle with this. I want to be fair. Um, okay. So the home invasion, that like is a real thing. And that really has got to mess you up, right? I think that, I mean, this definitely happened, right? But I will say, and if I was PK, I'd be like, what well, are you pulling cash out? Oh, huh? Okay, I discovered this thing recently. Uh, I actually discovered it in college when I maxed out one of these. Um, it's called a credit card. Uh, I got my first one at Sears. I had a $300 credit limit, and I immediately blew that and proceeded not to pay it for a year because I went to Arizona State University. Um, but there are things like credit cards. And, and, and what I've seen so far is that most stores that sell goods and sundries, they will uh, take said credit card... And what it what happens is you get that you know item that you purchased. Uh, hope I'm not mansplaining to you. And then what you do is you pay it off little by little, and then the interest rate accrue. Anyway, that's not that important. The thing is, why are you? What what are you? What are you buying, people? Are, what are you buying, you buy me crack? Like, what are you buying that you need cash that you couldn't put this on a credit card? Like, honestly. And also, I mean, at this, I mean, if you went, th- I I'm tr- I mean. I love Dorit. I'm just saying, why would you do this? If you did, come on, ten thousand dollars, like what? Do you uh, you help me help you at this point. You know what I'm saying? Am I being rude here? I just thought, whoa, what? You ten thousand cash? What are you? I mean, like it's a, what for Christmas gifts? Christmas gifts, Christmas gifts. Dorit continues in a talking. Oh yeah, so the police came. Erica's like. I did not mean to have... By the way, Eric is the one that sent the three men. No, I'm kidding. I did not mean to have this impact on your life, Doreen, on your marriage. I want to work on repairing this friendship because I don't have many. Oh, we know. I mean, I need to let go of being defensive, of being ready to fight and claw everybody's eyes out. Yes, you do. So now know that I am, you know, moving forward, and I would love for you to move forward with me. And Dorit stands for a hug. And Dorit's like, oh my God! And they embrace. And you can kind of see Erica um, slip her hand and like unattach Dorit's watch and put it in her pocket. If you just, if you slow... (laughs) Okay. So next scene, we're at Sutton's house. And Sutton's like... um, Avi, by the way, Avi, Sutton's assistant, I got to talk to at that Jeff Lewis party, and he was actually really funny. Uh, I, I, What happened to Josh, her other assistant, though? I'm curious about that. Sutton's like, oh, are you going to have a drink? I think, yeah, it's 5.30. <laughs> yeah. And Avi's like, I mean, it's been a long day. And he scurries off to make the drink. And Sutton's like, it has been a long day. I'm going to call Garcelle real quick. I say, I say. And she FaceTimes Garcelle, and Garcelle's like, hi, ha, how are you? Oh, girl, if I only told you. Jax, my son, is leaving this morning. He's like, I've got a game at 5.30. And I was like, what? I don't know. So I'm driving to Jax's game. And then Jade has a basketball game. Well, I have a sick child at home. I say, I say, we're very busy at this house. I do believe I'm ready for Vegas, though. Crystal needs to let loose. I need to let loose. And says like, okay, then let's, loosen, let's let loose in Vegas, right, Jade? Garcelle turns the phone to show Jade standing there with a look on his face like, oh my God, you're leaving again In the first episode. We just told you that you left too much. Um, but he's also like, I got a game to get to. I'm playing high school sports. Garcelle in a talking head goes, Sutton and I are planning an amazing weekend in Vegas for Crystal's birthday. We want to celebrate. We want to get the stick out of her ass. And she smiles. We flash back to one week earlier with Garcelle going, It's going to be Crystal's 40th. It's going to be fun. We're going to go to Magic Mike for Erica. And Magic Mike, of course, is where they, you know, strip and show their abs and stuff. And Sutton's like, yeah, Vegas, tons of dinners. I say, I say, and we're going to go to the club. Sutton and the talking head goes, well, we all know that Crystal and I've had some challenging times. We get a flashback to 2022 at the dinner in Mexico where Sutton's like, I said nothing wrong, and I said nothing bad. It's not fucking fair. And Crystal's like, I didn't bring it up. Yes, you did, I say, I say. And remember to Diane Jenkins, she's just staring Sutton down ferociously going... I am Tina Chickens! Ha! Do you remember me? And Renna's nodding her head like, <laughs> I'm gonna eat your soul after Harry's bolognese." <laughs> I miss working, even though I say to everybody that I don't miss being on Beverly Hills, but I miss it so bad. <laughs> um, so sudden a talking head goes, Well, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping against hope that we can stop fresh. This is still flashbacks. Um Sutton goes, well, enjoy the basketball game, Garcelle. I love you, I say, I say. And she's like, I love you, girl. Bye, babe. We cut to a white BMW rolling up to Sutton's front door and a woman is greeted at the door by Avi. And Avi's like, hello, you must be Alessandra. And she's like, no, I am Eagle Woman back for episode. No, it is Alessandra. Alessandra, the matchmaker. Move over, Patty Stanger, because we've got Alessandra. And she's like, hi, yes, I am. I'm Avi, welcome. Well, so nice to meet you, Avi. Hello, how are you, I say, I say. And Alessandra's like, Sutton, I love the pink. She's wearing a pastel pink tailored linen jacket, and Alessandra's wearing like a bright pink pantsuit, so a lot of pink happening. Suddenly, and talking head's like, well, the dating apps are not working for me, <laughs> I say, I say. You know, there's too many poor people and no one can win it like Santos. I mean, why can't I date Santos, please, I say, I say. I literally have a callus on my finger from swapping left so many times. You know, I'd rather meet people in person. So, Avi's like, what can I get ya?" And she's like, water would be beautiful. Well, I'm having a cocktail, Alessandra. Um, do you think matchmakers, like, they immediately are sizing you up of like, oh, she's drinking at 530. Do you think they do stuff like that? Anyways, they enter Sutton's living room where Avi has set up two luxurious black velvet throne chairs facing each other in the middle of the room. This Avi is just setting up little scenes anywhere he goes. Just like at Sutton concept with the china and the, the middle of the, the showroom. But there's like a fresh bouquet on the table with pink ro- roses on it. Sutton and I talking head goes, Alessandra is known in Beverly Hills for being a really great matchmaker. And at this point... She's my only hope. It's like Obi-Wan Kenobi from that movie, uh, that movie, the Avengers No, she didn't say it, but she's like, she does say it's like Obi-Wan Kenobi, help me. And then they do this kind of weird, like Jedi little, like, like <laughs> special effect, like help me. They do like a metallic voice. And then she sighs and rolls her eyes. She's like, huh. Ah. I thought she was going to do. You're my only hope. But she's like, help me. And then she goes, ah, and rolls her eyes. And Alessandra's like, so, okay, what's going on? She's like, well, I don't know, Alessandra. Um, well, I've been divorced for seven years. I own two minor league baseball teams and a ballet company and a horse named Santos. And I've been doing this for a while, so I call myself the one-day wonder. And Alessandra's like, okay, well, I don't tend to um, click with people. And Alessandra's like, yeah, well, I don't get asked out a second time. <laughs> I love that she's very honest about it. She's like, you won't get no second date with me. I mean, nobody wants it. In a talking head, she's like, I think maybe I don't get asked on a second date because I, I can be slightly intimidating. My intellect is superior to most. I'm like Stephen Hawking, like a Southern version without the wheelchair. You know, I, I don't wear revealing things, like all slutty-like. And they actually note her cat sweater. That's kind of slutty. It's like it has a pussy on it. Uh, I'm sorry, folks. This is a family show. Well, I might be nervous. I might act a little strangely on dates. And we get a flashback to that date in 2022 where she's wearing the cat sweater. And the sudden staring at her date where she's like, my foot is itching because I have neuropathy. It's going to bother me. Uh, it's a thing I have. <laughs> she's like, oh, that's called... <laughs> that's right. Oh, don't mind that. That's just a rash I've had for decades now. That's, oh, that's my psoriasis. Oh boy, you just you just noticed my patch of psoriasis on there. Oh, that's my dead leg. Yeah, it's old cement leg, like Jen from Real Housewives of Orange County last season. Remember, she had a cement leg? Well, that's kind of me. Like, I have one cement leg and one fully functioning human leg, I say, I say. But for real, I'm falling apart. And her date's like, oh, okay. Alessandra's like, yeah. Um, tell me about some of your hobbies. And she's like, well, I like telling people what to do. We like, I wish they had a shot of Avi in the back of the break room, going like, oh my god. Alessandra's like, um, okay. And what's uh, what's an ideal partner for you? Okay. Um. Well, tall, handsome graduated from college, Arizona State University, and Alessandra's like, yeah, and son's like, well, we'll talk about the wealth part later, and Alessandra's laughing like, okay, okay, well, I'm a big believer in letting the man lead. Ooh, I don't, I'm not a big believer in that. <laughs> no, sorry, no, I no, I don't want, no, I'm a big believer in letting the woman lead. <laughs> I'm Maybe co-leading, I don't know it sounds like well, that's not gonna be my jam. <laughs> I love, I love Sutton being around these ladies. Her vernacular is kind of being more a little hip. Like, well, ain't gonna be my jam. Hippity hoppy hip. No. A flip hip hoppy. That's not gonna be my jam. Alessandra goes, you don't want to let him lead? And Sutton, very exaggerating, shifts in her seat. She's like, let a man lead. And Alessandra's like, oh, Sutton, so we need a very strong man for you. Very strong. Oh, he gonna be real strong. I say, I say, because I'll eat them for breakfast, Sutton in the talking head goes, I'm a first child, and I'm an overachiever, so I want to win with Alessandra, and Alessandra's like, well, I understand what I'm looking for for you, and I think we can make it happen, and Sutton just like scrunches her nose, like, oh, my dead leg is acting up right now. Sutton finishes her talking head, goes, well, I haven't had a second date in a while, so I need to get there, and if Alessandra says she can help me, well, I'm gonna listen to her. I like that Sutton seems... Relatively unbothered about not having a second date from anybody. She's like, well, I just have the cookie crumbles. <laughs> I don't know. I got a roof over my head. I got a loving horse in a stable called Santos. I got Avi. I got a store that sometimes we just shut in the middle of the day and eat lunches with my friends. So do I really need a man? I don't know. Um, Alessandra's like, um, next time we meet, I'm going to bring you three bachelors and then we can decide which one of those three you want to meet, okay? And son's like, well, they have to be tall, (laughs) okay? What if Alessandra doesn't hear that and it's just all very short people? I would love that. Anyways, music plays and it's like, I'm a big boss. I'm a big boss. Never take a loss. And we go to a rainy day in LA and we're with Crystal going to Gracias Madre restaurant with husband Rob and her brother Jeff. And remember, Gracias Madre is right across the street from Craig's, that restaurant the TMZ like camps out at. And also on the other side of the street is Sir. So it's just in that whole little area. Um, And this whole scene is like, just like Chris, is like, are you going to drink? And Rob's like, I am going to, I, why am I doing Sutton's voice for Rob? I am going to drink. No, she's like, I mean, it's already one o'clock. And uh, Juliana put a note here that it's like uh, Rob is filtering my mom. And I do have to do a video when I'm home uh, soon is that uh, my mom had so many, like, you know, all those signs that they sell at like Ross Dress for Less or uh, TJ Maxx, you know, in the back where they have like the the art and it's always like live, laugh, love. But she's like, it's wine. o'clock. My mom had a collection of wine art and it's just like time for wine, you know, like the poet and my over the years, they were always framed, but it literally it was just like. By the end, it just said wine, you know, like just the poster is just like, let's get drunk. Like she just kept adding to the wine collection in the hallway. Anyways, Crystal and I talking head goes, Jeff, my brother and I are really close. Even though Jeff's older, I'm definitely the more mature one. I'm more responsible. Jeff's a free spirit. Um... So Jeff is just coming back. He was just in Park City. And Crystal reminds us in the talking head that Jeff has been a pop star since he was 20 years old. And people always used to say that Jeff is like the Bieber of China. And I am like the Bieber of uh Bakersfield, California. No, that I mean that's truly amazing. And uh Crystal in the talking head goes, he's like a little kid that happens to have some money. So Crystal goes, by the way, is this place triggering? And Rob's like, Why? And Crystal's like, you know where we are, right? And Rob's like, gracias madre, right? And Chris is like, no, around the corners where we had, oh, oh the shower, Crystal says, the bridal shower. and Rob's like, yeah, I remember. Crystal on the talking head goes, three years ago, my brother was engaged and living in China, and right before their wedding, the pandemic broke out and my mom and I were terrified. And Jeff says, Vivian called me in Mexico. And Crystal's like, okay. And Jeff's like, it brought up everything because it's been two years. I've been single for two years. I'm guessing Vivian was his bride to be. Uh, Crystal on the talking head goes, we begged him to come home, and unfortunately his fiance could couldn't because she had a Chinese passport, and I believe that's ultimately why they broke up and I think that Jeff blames me for their breakup. So Crystal broke up this relationship potentially. Can you believe it, folks? Crystal did this. What if this whole season is about Crystal trying to reunite Jeff? with his ex. Crystal goes, well, I feel Jeff, like your closure was very delayed, and Jeff's like, I didn't actually think there had been any, because we haven't, like, had a heart-to-heart like that, and Crystal goes, because I had to push you to return presents, and I know it was, and Jeff's like, I didn't want to do that, no, but, and Jeff's like, anyway, I needed someone fresh, I need someone new, and Rob's like, that you don't know, and Jeff's like, yes, I need, like, matchmaker style, and Crystal's like, yeah, but you're saying you want a matchmaker, that means you want to get married, and Jeff's like, I do want to get married, and Crystal's like, Jeff's exactly the age I met you, Rob, and Rob's like, Okay, let's not talk about that. No, Rob goes, I know, exactly. Well, a little bit older. I met her when I was 40, and Jeff goes, I'm 41. He looks so young, though, you guys. Also, are you guys not seeing that? We just had a scene with a matchmaker, and now they're talking about a ma- matchmaker. Are they potentially saying that Jeff's going to hook up with Sutton? Like, what if Jeff, what if one of the three guys that Alessandra brings to Sutton is Jeff? Well, Jeff, I don't know. Me and Crystal, we just started becoming friends just last season, I'll say, I'll say. But I don't know if I'm ready to tackle you, Jeff. You're quite a stallion. You say the Bieber of China. <laughs> well, I say, I say, call me a believer. I'm sudden Belieber Strack. So Jeff goes, question though, Crystal, if I brought someone home 20 years younger than me, would you be okay with it? And Crystal pauses really long and she's like, oh my God are they filming right now? And she's like, uh, and Jeff and Rob both laugh. Jeff in a talking head with crystal says when crystal told me she was seeing a Hollywood director that was 20 years older, his button down was like unbuttoned to hear. He demonstrates halfway down his chest and they show a picture picture of crystal and Rob back then. And the picture is not unbuttoned at all. And I'm sorry, I just can't picture Rob, the man, the nice gentleman I met tonight. Um, uh, I just can't imagine him unbuttoning those buttons down to the middle. I just, I can't imagine a world in which that happens. Um, and Jeff's like, no, he was he was wearing sunglasses indoors. And the first thing I was like, uh-oh, there's red flags on that. And Crystal in I talking head goes, well, all of that on paper sounds awful. And Crystal's like, but in person, it is sexy as hell. Anyways, in this scene, Rob goes, if you were as smart and mature as Crystal was, and Jeff goes, "Uh, that's a good answer. That's a very good answer, Rob. And Crystal goes, sophisticated, amazing, perfect, everything like me. Then, of course, I am open. I'd welcome her with open arms. Jeff's like, okay. And Crystal's like, we're a rare breed. I swear to God, we really should potentially hook him up with Sutton. I mean, that that could just, I mean, think about the possibilities. And then Eric would be like, wait a sing? I'm like a giant. I want you to I want you to get on this for Sun What's what's that old sudden strike have that I don't, Jeff? Maybe we could do a duet. You know, they say that I'm the Ariana Grande
0: of Calabasas. Come on, let's do a duet. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet.
1: Now, it's a beautiful new day, and we're over at Dorit's house. Uh, Dorit has just gone from the bank and has $300,000 in cash on her. No, <laughs> Kyle pulls up in her 2023 Range Rover autobiography. Oh, my God, this car, you guys, costs $165,000. Just for comparison, my Toyota Corolla costs 93000 and it is worth every penny. Great mileage. No, it's a lot cheaper than that. She honks the horn that she arrived and Kyle's like, hello. She has that raspy voice. And Dariq comes out. She's like, I am so excited to ride in your new car. I literally have the same one. But congratulations. I'm obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with your car. And Kyle's like, thank you. You understand how happy I am to see you and be with you. And Kyle's like, I know, me too. Kyle and I talk and he goes, Dorit thinks we're going to lunch. We are not going to lunch. We're going to go get another tattoo on my ass. No, we flashed a Peter Marco jewelry store three days earlier where Kyle is meeting with PK behind Dorit's back. And PK's like, so... We haven't had the best year of our marriage, Kyle, and I really want to recognize Dorit and my anniversary, and I want you to pick Dorit up and take her for lunch at the iconic Beverly Wilshire Hotel, okay? Okay, I'm going to recreate the movie Pretty Woman. And Kyle's like, okay. And Kyle and I talking, and I goes, what exactly is PK saying? By putting Dorit in the Julia Roberts role a sex worker? I don't know. Maybe not the best idea. And just to refresh you guys, me and Annabelle DeSisto, we did a full pretty woman recap last year, which was really funny. But basically, it's a movie made by Touchstone Pictures in like 1987 that was pretty Touchstone was an affiliate of Disney at the time, so it's shocking this got made, directed by Gary Marshall, starring Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. And it was basically a hooker with a heart of gold. It was a hooker that gets hired by Richard Gere, and then he pays her for like the whole weekend, and then they fall in love, and she's like Julia Roberts. Roberts and she's perfect and it really did wonders for the um the um the sex worker industry like it did one. I mean I'm sure guys were out there going where's my pretty woman come on but I love that PK's like more that's how I met that's how I met Dorit I love that PK has put himself in the Richard Gere role because every time I see this man I'm like that guy is like Richard Gere to a T uh, Drew goes, after Friday, Kyle, I wanted to call you because it feels like something is going on. With who? With you. Me? Yeah. You do? Like what? I don't know. I feel like there's this heaviness. I feel like you've attracted to a country singer. No, we get one week earlier at the Eagle Woman Retreat. Uh, and Kyle's like, I've been married for a long time. I'd be lying if I didn't say that the last year didn't affect me and our relationship, too, at times, because it was a very rough time. And Dreet's like, how are things with you and Mo? And Kyle's like, he's really stressed with work. And I think in the last six months, I've had a rough time, you know? He's called me love being way too much. And Dreet and a talking goes, PK and I used to go to dinners all the time with Kyle and Mo. We'd go on vacations. We'd swap partners. We'd go to the house. We haven't seen Kyle and Mo as a couple in a very long time. Something has got to be up. Detective Dorit to the rescue. Dorit goes, I mean, you, have you had any thoughts recently, Kyle? Like, you think that you would not end up with Mo, or what? Do you think he might like somebody else? Uh, Maybe somebody that likes to take out huge chunks of cash? (laughs) Me? Um... Kyle's like, what makes you think this? Well, what makes me think this? Well, bee boop pop beep boop like, even just with Instagram, I usually see you and Mo together, and it just seemed like you were spending a lot of time away from each other. And they flash on the couple's, uh, Kyle's IG photos with her girlfriends, and and, there was a picture of, do you guys remember, there was this friend of, on one of the seasons of Beverly Hills, um, I think it was... Who was she the daughter of? It was like Michael Bolton or John. No, it was, it was Freddie, Freddie Mellencamp. Freddie Mellencamp is in one of these photos. Freddie's like, score, adding that to my IMDb. Kyle goes, well, I needed a little, little, like, I don't know a time. I feel like I just needed a little freedom, freedom and some space. Yeah. Space to get those tattoos. Space to go on rum spring. Kyle's on a permanent spring break. MTV spring break. There's silence in the car now, though. And Dorit's like, like specifically away from your husband. I think like away from everything. I feel like there's something that you're not telling me, Kyle. No. And she looks away from Dorit out the window of the car. By the way, we're fully driving on a street right now. Let's just keep our eyes ahead of us on the road. Ten and two on the steering wheel. And Doreet goes, I feel it, Kyle. I love that, since Dorit's visit with Eagle Woman, it's like, Eagle Woman has taught me a deeper sense of feeling, Kyle. I have a sixth sense now for things. (laughs) Dorit in the nag goes, I feel like whatever Kyle's saying is not actually how she feels. But I also feel like I really need to respect her boundaries, even though I know in my heart it's not true. And Dorit goes, Honey, if there's ever something that I ask you and you don't feel like talking about it, just say... I just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Literally, where are we going for lunch, Kyle? Are we going to Bucca Beppo? Oh, God. I just hate so much that Dorit's room at Bucca de Beppo, the Capri room, was just such a huge part of that season. And we've just never heard from it again. It's like an abandoned child. You know, like the Capri room still exists. Why don't you, you know, why don't PK like, oh, hey, I'm going to go to Dorit's room and we're going <laughs> to... We're going to recreate the movie True Romance. It's another hookah movie. Yay. <laughs> Kyle Kyle pulls up to the Beverly Wilshire and they go inside the beautiful lobby. Kyle goes up to the reservation desk and the clerk says, welcome to the Beverly Wilshire. We've been expecting you. Here's your key. What the hell is going on, Kyle? And Kyle's laughing. like, Just go with it. What's going on? Thank you so much. You're scaring me, Kyle. The music plays the cut scene over to Garcelle's. And Garcelle's like, Taz, are you downstairs? Remember, Taz is her assistant. And Garcelle's like, I'm going to the crystal store after I see Sutton. That's just a normal sentence. Everybody's, you know what? I'm going to go head to the, um, the sound bath bowl shop after I visit Sutton. <laughs> She's like, I want to do that full moon, pink moon thing tonight. Let's see if the pink moon will shift. And they remind us of the crystals around Garcelle's home that she collects, like her large amethyst geodes. Uh, We saw that as one of the storylines, I think, one or two seasons ago. She bought herself that huge one by the door. And um, what if Garcelle's storyline this season is she doesn't see her kids a lot and she's uh, buying as many crystals as Spencer Pratt does? Um, So now we land again over at Sutton's, and Sutton's like, So listen, Avi, I say, I say, we're going to do this. You know, ice in the glasses, and then maybe we want water and tea. I don't know. Maybe we go crazy, do water and tea. And Avi's like, Mm hmm, mm hmm. Garcelle arrives at Sutton's, and I like, Well, hi, Garcelle. There's cornbread on the table. And Garcelle's like, Wow, you went all out. Yeah, I did. It's called Postmates. I say, I say, I just bought Postmates. I bought the whole company today. I'm going to add that to my ballet team, my baseball. <laughs> Anyways, son's like, well, I'm not going to lie to you. That was Postmates. And Garcelle fills a plate. She's like, did you meet up with a matchmaker? Uh-huh. Well, how'd it go? How'd it go? Well, it was fine. I think it was a bit, I think I was a bit hard on her. T- talked about my dead leg. We repeat that scene once again. And son's like, well, that whole traditional male, female thing, Garcelle, well, it is difficult for me. And Garcelle's like, well, like how did those dynamics come about, sudden? I I know, like Christian said, I don't want you to work, and you said, Okay, I'll do that. Christian's her ex-husband. And says like, well, that was like the beginning. And Garcia's like, you gave up your power. Suddenly they're talking heads like, Well, I wasn't invited to that boardroom about marriage, you know? And we all know, I'll say, I'll say that the power happens in the boardroom. Not for me. The power happens usually in the bathroom. For me, it's like a, a lot of stuff is just going. A lot of it's mixed up in there. I was missing out on all the good stuff. You know, what should we do with the money? With the children? He was making these decisions and tell me what to do. I say, I say. And one thing that I got to do was plan some vacation because he didn't come until the end. And. um Sutton is really girl bossing this season. She's really like, listen, I wasn't in. I wanna know when we sell the stocks. I wanna know where the money going who. I wanna balance the checkbook. Yeah, we're talking millions of dollars, but I wanna know where every cent went. Son's like, well, I've slowly regained my power, Garcelle, so now I'm holding on to it like Thanos from the Avengers movie. You know, that little guy, the purple man, with all those rings. That's me, sudden Shrek. I'm Thanos. Like all the rings. Each ring is one of those Infinity Stones. Sun's got the whole set. And Garcelle's like, I, I get that. Well, you know enough about me. Well, tell me about you, Garcelle. Garcelle's silent. She looks emotional. What's going on, oh, what's, what's going on? Why? Tell, tell something, Garcelle. And Garcelle's like, I could burst into tears right now. Oh, God, you want another piece of cornbread? Well, now you're going to make me cry, Garcelle. Why? And Garcelle's choked up. She's like, I think Jax thinks I'm doing it all wrong. And he was struggling and I didn't see it. And we flash back to that scene from the beach where she's like, he's like, I don't need mothering anymore. And it's like, you always need mothering, but whatever. Garcelle's like, out of all the things that I do, being a mom is the most important thing. And son's like, well, of course it is. You're a great mother. And also teenage boys, they're kind of assholes. They are, i say, i say. And Garcelle chuckles like, I know, but I just feel like I failed. I feel like I failed. You know, he asked to go live with his dad. Right, right. Okay. And that hurt me a lot, son. Of course it did. Of course it did. You want me to go break into his house and scare the bejesus out of Jax and go, you can't leave. You can't go to your daddy's house. You got to stay where your mom got to sell. You guys just, I know I'm acting this out brilliantly, but just know some of these lines obviously weren't in the show. I hate to have to break this to you. Sutton did not bring up Thanos from the Avengers movies at all. Even though I see a world, couldn't you imagine me and me and Sutton, Sitting down, he's like, "What's this movie you going to have us watch, Ryan? What is this the Infinity? What? What is this Marvel? The End Game? Come on, what are you doing? What? We're gonna watch Black Panther? I say, I say, how many of these Marvel movies you gonna make me watch, please? My dead leg." Um, and uh, Garcelle goes. This past summer, Jax was hinting hinting around that he kind of wanted to live with his dad, and I knew that it was coming from a place of maybe punishing me, but also trying to see how much he can get away with. And Garcelle's like. I feel like if I say anything to Mike, that's her ex-husband, like, talk to Jax, or if I don't say, like, I'm having a hard time with Jax, he doesn't say, so what's going on? Uh, For me, it's spending more quality time and being present, and even though Jax wants a little more freedom, I think it's seeing him and making sure he knows I'm seeing him. And Sutton's like, well, so this is why some of the women don't understand why we're such good friends. We're these single moms, I say, say, who deal with these ex-husbands that are still... Heavily involved in our lives. And Garcelle's like, yeah, heavily. Oh, my God. And she wipes away tears. Well, don't cry over your barbecue. That's a waste of good old barbecue. (laughs) That cornbread ain't a sponge. That ain't no Kleenex. Come on, you going to eat that. Shove that in your mouth. We're back at the swanky Beverly Wilshire, and Kyle's using the hotel key to open the room. And Drew's like, why won't you tell me what we're doing, Kyle we're going to lunch! And Dorit walks through the door. What is going on? And inside the room, there's a beautiful bouquet of fresh flowers on the table, a small charcuterie plate, and a gift box with Dorit's name, and one single long-stemmed red rose. And on the TV, it's playing, and it is hardcore pornography. And that just really weirded me out. Did it weird you? <laughs> all that, All this stuff besides the porn is true. because like, "Do you did you think I gave you this rose? And it's like, no, I don't think you gave me this rose. I want to know why you couldn't have gotten the presidential suite, Kyle. There's a room service table set up with plates upon plates, another one of bottle of champagne, Perrier, with a plethora of assorted beverages around it, and Dorit opens her card and reads, Welcome to the Beverly Wilshire. Happy anniversary. Love you. Piquet. And Kyle's like, Doesn't this give you any vibe to, like, any movies you may have seen? And Dorit looks around the room. she's like, no. Any iconic movies that filmed here about prostitutes? And Dorit's like, the only movie that I've seen. Oh, oh, PK, you've got to be kidding me. Honey, pretty woman. And uh, they sit down to breakfast. And he uh, said, <laughs> she goes, uh, we sat at a breakfast and he said, I took the liberty of ordering everything on the menu and I've got a couple of pieces of cheese. And she picks up this small charcuterie plate and Kyle's like, he's your husband. Really? Well, I don't see him anywhere, Kyle. Dorit the talking head goes, I'm not getting any information from Kyle. I've got to pour my own water. I got to lay out my own fruit. This does not scream, hello, this is your anniversary, beep, boop, 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 boop. I need someone to give me answers, and I'm getting a little frustrated. I like Dorit when she's like, I'm getting a little frustrated. <laughs> Dorit's like, who's taking care of the kids, Kyle? Does anybody know anything? What's little Jagaloo doing, please, Kyle? Kyle's eating a piece of cheese. She's like, we'll get to that point. Dorit's like, I know, but I need to know, because I get anxiety. Dorita in the talking head goes, I know I can be a pain in the buttonski when it comes to my control issues and now my anxiety. But if I was at a 10 before after the two robberies, it's now at a thousand treats <laughs> like I need air. I need air. I need to go outside. She's really panicking. Um, Kyle's like, <laughs> she's laughing. Dorit goes out of the balcony and we see the cameraman. Actually, she's like, "I want to know what's going on with the kids. I've seen the movie Taken with Liam Neeson. Please, I want to know what I'm doing because of my children. Little Jagaloo, he's only a green belt in judo. He can't protect himself. Please, Kyle should be soothing in this scene, but she's like, <laughs> Kyle inside the room calls PK. And Dorit's outside talking to production and they're breaking the fourth wall, which I love a good fourth wall break. I really, I just love it. I love it. Dory just dove off the balcony. He's like, I've got to get to Jagaloo. Dorit's like, I left my kids telling them I'll see them later. And production goes, all this stuff, you can ask Kyle. Like, say, you know, all of it. Ask Kyle on camera. And Dorit's like, she doesn't know anything, Lazar. I just asked her. She's a fucking idiot. I'm going to call PK. Inside the room, PK is talking to Kyle. He's like, Della, it's a beautiful surprise, and the whole family is in on it. And Kyle's like, I'm telling her to just go with it. But she's like, I need air. I gotta go outside. And she laughs again. Ha 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 ha! I'm gonna get another tattoo! PK in a talking head with Dorit, she's like, Kyle and I are super close, and we laugh so hard together. We're like, we're like two Don Rickles. And she enjoys when something potentially bad happens to me, and when we talk about surprises and kyle getting involved maybe the biggest surprise is if mauricio even actually did that for her you know that would be a bigger surprise huh and to face faces like zoinks um i would also like hey you know a big surprise if if she was like morgan wade is my new friend mauricio have you met this country singer that speaks like oh morgan wade um Anyways, Kyle gets off the phone and plops on the sofa. She's like, well, and Dreet's out in the hallway. She's like panicking. She's like, I need to talk to Phoenix and Jagger. And Reed's like, hi, my little babies, please, Jagaloo. And Vinny's like, mommy, help us. No, she's like, mama, we're involved. We know everything. Stop stressing. Winnie the dog is with us and you need to stop stressing. Dad's been gone for an hour. We are alone, but he gave us $30 and a key to the house. We're good, mom. How do we work the phone and where are the keys to the bends? But we're okay, mama. Happy anniversary. We love you. Bye. And Dereet's like, You immediately put me at ease. <laughs> and Dereet enters the room. I just called PK, Kyle, and my kids answered. And now I feel much more at ease. Kyle and I talking heads like, Dereet is a control freak. Everybody's a control freak on this show. Kyle's a control freak. Admittedly, so the fact that this is out of her hands is killing her. I think that's what this is really about. And Kyle hears a knock on the door and opens it. And Justine, Dorit's stylist, walks. <laughs> the stylist. The glam crew's there. And Justine's like, hi. And Dorit's like, okay, this is getting better and better. So glam. Justine has like five huge suitcases, rolling clothing racks in with 10 red dresses on it. These are all, um, um, what are those? Sheen? Sheine? Sheine? I don't know. They're like red Old Navy dresses. No, they're probably really expensive. Anyways, it says happy anniversary on it. Dorit's like, um, I guess he wants me to put on a red dress. Did you guys notice there was no undies in the room? (laughs) Nothing else, just the red dress. Dorit, looking at the clothing rack, explains to the designer woman, let's call her designer eagle woman, and she's like, see, the thing is, I'm an actual designer and stylist, right? Because Dorit can do it all. She's a... child of the world and she knows how to do every job she knows how to speak every language she's perfect the women raise their eyebrows kyle hides in the bathroom and chews her fingernails <laughs> i'm chewing on my fingernails kyle and a talking head goes the old Dorita's back and Dorita's like justine i know which ones i'll try karina do you have the beverly beach bronzer I forgot about Beverly Beach (laughs) and I didn't realize Beverly Beach had a makeup line as well. I just thought it was swimsuits. Karina Dorit's makeup artist is like, um, no, that, um, uh, that hasn't been put in production in years now. No, she's like, no, I don't have it with me. And Dorit's like, that I need, I need to get this body bronzed. It would look a lot better if I'm bronzed. Kyle's now laid back in a chair, kicking her feet up in laughter, and Dreet is now in a white robe. She's like, oh my God, this is so exciting and nerve-wracking. She gives Kyle a hug. Dreet in a talking head, the last two hours have definitely been anxiety-provoking. I love that she was like seriously thought production pulled her away and the kids might have just like... I mean, <laughs> I, I mean come on. She really thought... She's like... Nobody's watching the kids. Oh, my God. Little Jagaloo. That would be, by the way. Okay. This just popped into my head. What if we reboot Home Alone, but it's Little Jagaloo? Little Jagger Kemsley as the new Macaulay Culkin. Could you? Like, Batman, Batman. Could I could totally picture that. Anyways, Dreet's like, so just like Julia Roberts in the movie, I'm going to leave my reality behind for one night and live out my movie fantasy. I'm so excited now. I actually am. I feel like I'm safe. I'm good. I don't have any cash on me. I'm here. And Kyle's like, you're safe. Dariq gets fully glammed from head to toe. P.K. arrives at the hotel. He's in a black suit. He's in a black Ferrari. Really, P.K.? You needed to rent a Ferrari just for this scene? He's carrying a small black case under his arm. It's probably just cash. He's probably just carrying cash. Dariq in the talking head goes... PK and I have always been big on surprising one another and big, grand reveals. They flashed to one of PK's surprises in 2016 when he had a rose gold Bentley convertible delivered to the house with the million stairs for Dorit's birthday. By the way, that that house with the million stairs, this is a fun fact. I've told you guys this before. Guess who owned that house before they lived in it? Uh, a little lead singer of a band called Counting Crows, Mr. Adam fucking Duritz. Like that, I mean, if I... I would love to get into a conversation with Dreet about Counting Crows. Like, Dreet, do you like the band Counting Crows? Ooh, Mr. Jones, yes! <laughs> Sha-la-la-la-la-la-la, la la yee Anyways, we go to another surprise in 2016 with P.K. to a room full of people. Can I welcome you all to Dorit's Buddha Lounge? He transferred the backyard into a Buddha lounge for her birthday. And then in 2018, on P.K.'s 50th birthday, Dorit and P.K. flew in a helicopter and landed on a yacht for dinner. Uh-oh, what is that? Why is that going? Okay, oh, I hit my watch. That that just scared the crap out of me.
0: Jagaloo, what?
1: Uh, Jackaloo just snuck up on me and karate chopped me. Um, yeah, they flew in a helicopter. They were doing like a James Bond theme in 2018. Tariq continues in a talking head. I either have to do a lot of work to get back to enjoying the surprises, or I just need to hang up the grand reveal. <laughs> what did she say? Well, I just need to hang up my grand reveal hat. woo Dorit's ready now. She descends the winding staircase into the lobby of the hotel. Could you imagine just being a paying guest at this hotel, paying full price? And he's like, what the fuck? Uh, Dorit's, uh, you know, she's going down, meeting PK in the hotel in the cut lounge. PK alone in the lounge with the bartender. He's like, and here she is. Wow, you look amazing. Happy anniversary, love. And they kiss. And PK's almost in tears. He's like, you look so stunning. Wow. And they show side-by-side photos of Julia Roberts and Dorit in their red dresses. Dorit has her red hair up like Julia's, long white gloves on, and is carrying a gold handbag too. Just like Pretty Woman, you guys. I... It took me right back to that movie. Remember Jason Alexander from Seinfeld? He was uh Richard Gere's like lawyer in it and he's that asshole and he calls her at the end. He's like, "You're a slut, Julia Roberts." And we were all like, he played, you know, George on Seinfeld years later and you're like, "Why is George calling somebody a whore?" Like it was so shocking when you go back and watch Pretty Woman to see Jason Alexander pop up, you know? Um uh, so anyways, P.K.'s like, well, I wanted to get this whole pretty woman thing because you are a pretty woman, so don't get too excited about this. It's on loan, okay? I like P.K.'s like, because we have a habit of getting things stolen, so it's on loan. <laughs> he opens his black jewelry case, and he carried in the hotel, and we see a Peter Marco—by the way, guys— why the fuck are they carrying around anything of value? This is like Kim in Paris, Kim Kardashian. Like, what? The neck, necklace is valued at $5 million. Like, what are we, are we just tempting fate at this point? Even Eagle Woman's like, no, please don't do this. It doesn't feel right. Dorita attempts to reach for the necklace, and P.K. shuts the case on her, just like a pretty woman. Remember, she's like, ho, oh. ho, 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 and P.K.'s like, Ew, I'll put it on for you. There you go, my love. And I always be dazzled by you. And now I'm going to set up a fake robbery attempt. Now, P.K. leads Reed read upstairs, again to a hotel suite, and then he has sex with her on a piano. No, you guys, sorry it's late. That's why I'm extra dirty right now. And inside, it's decorated in red rose arches and bouquets all over the room. It is so magical. There's a dinner play setting for two. And P.K.'s like, I wanted to take your breath away like you do mine. Berlin, <laughs> and the musical group Berlin begins to play an acoustic version of "Take My Breath Away." Watching you, and in, and in, and I love you. Uh-uh, take my breath away, guys. I remember this. This isn't from the movie Pretty Woman. It's from the movie Top Gun, and it, I believe, takes place in the scene where Tom Cruise is making sweet love to Kelly McGillis. Um, The Flight Instructor, remember that? And I remember being a kid and I was watching the VHS over at my friend Lisa O'Connor's house and that scene came on and the parents were like, like reaching for the fast forward as quick. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And I was like, what are they doing with each other's bodies? And what is this song? And why am I, I mean, like, this is really exciting stuff, you know? But it is weird because there are a lot of great songs in the Pretty Woman soundtrack, you know, Pretty Woman Walking Down the Street, like a hologram Roy Orbison or, my favorite song of all time, I've told you guys this before, is a song from that soundtrack called King of Wishful Thinking by Go West. you guys remember this? I refuse to give in to my blues. That's not how it's gonna be. And I'm in the tears in my eyes. I ain't gonna let you see. No. na 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 in my heart. Na-na-na-na-na-na-na. i get over you. I know I will. I'll pretend my... Sorry, you guys, mate. Voices, or that would have sounded really dope. Um, but I love that song. Wouldn't that be amazing if that was a song? And she's like, ooh, it's very fast. It's up tempo. Woo. Anyways, it's very beautiful. Berlin's a great band. You know, watching every motion in this foolish lover's game. On this endless ocean, finally lovers know no shame. Watching in slow motion as you turn to me and say, hey, and "Take my breath away." I wish PK would sing like, "Take my breath away." Watching in slow motion as you turn to me and say, "Where's the cash?" No. PK takes Tariq close and begins to dance with her, and PK whispers to Tariq like. I want you to hide that necklace that we gave you, right? Oh, you go in the back. No, he's like, he whispers to the re- He's like, can you believe Tom Zahn's always in education? I can't believe that. No, he just whispers, it's actually Berlin. You know that? Berlin, the band. Um, they actually tour with Boy George, you guys. And remember, Boy George is PK's big client. He's, we've been, I guess Boy George was unavailable to sing uh, Karma Chameleon for this. <laughs> but I love that. Dorit potentially doesn't know it's Berlin. He's like, hey, hey, you know it's Berlin, right? Right? The song ends, they clap, they thank Berlin. It's no Melissa Etheridge from last season. P.K. in a talking head with Dorit. Quite a good idea, isn't it? Take iconic songs and put them in different movies. And Dorit's in a talking head. Okay, Bubba, let's focus. What if you took The Jungle Book and put it in The Godfather? Right, right, right? I don't know. It's like, what if you put the put like the fucking Lion King in Transformers? I don't know. Derit in the talking at it goes, Oh my lordy have mercy. Dorit gives Terry Nunn, the lead singer, a hug. He loves you, Terry says. Derit's in tears. Oh, I love him. Beep, beep, boop, boop, boop. And they're sitting at dinner, and Dorit's like, Honey, it's one of my favorite songs in the entire world. Oh, I know. And she's so lovely. Dorit referring to the red roses everywhere. God, look at this, PK. I've already got your drink prepared. I've just got to do this stuff. You know, this caucus out business. Remember, you know, she likes to caucus. Caucus out. Caucus out. three under talking here with PK. goes, by the way, can you actually tell me my drink after 13 years? Yeah. Go on. Vodka tonic. Fuck off. It's vodka soda, not vodka tonic. That's, um, you know, they get white glove service. They start with caviar, the accoutrement. And it's like, Merci beaucoup. Remember, she can speak every language. And P.K.'s like, merci. And Drew's like, I've been thinking, P.K., it's been such a difficult year and all around, and this is so much better. You know, that's the reality. And P.K.'s like, listen, here's the pearl spoon for the caviar. Now, my love, I want you to relax. I'm totally relaxed. To be honest with you, I think maybe I'm not going to bother with surprises anymore. Well, the thing is, baby... I love surprises. It's not that I don't love surprises. You know what a detail-oriented person I am. That's control. Well, you think that this... She's pointing to herself. Just happens. There's a lot of effort that goes into dressing a certain way. looking a certain way. I need vats of Beverly Beach bronzer. And P.K.'s like, baby, with the glam team walking in a row with all the dresses. And Dreet's like, they were like stuck in the doorway. Well, I lined it all up for you, Baba. Well, not really, P.K. Dreet in a talking head with P.K. is like, I don't like anyone to choose what I'm wearing. This is not a fun surprise. P.K. in a talking head, I was like, well, where's control, honey. And sometimes when your husband's taking control, you got to let him do it. And Dreet's like, you know, I have anxieties and I'm not my best yet. No, but you will be. I'm gonna need you along the way. Well, I definitely struggle, Dorit, to understand this PTSD, the PZUD thing. You know, that concept of you being in no control of what you're doing or how you're feeling. It's an unusual concept, you know. And Dorit and is like right now, I don't need a big gesture. I need help from PK. With the kids, little Jagaloo and Phoenix, with a house. With the work, with the schedules. I don't need no Berlin. I need him to step up and say, I'm going to take care of this like a man. That's not his personality, though, people. So I'm going to have to work on him being able to help me, which is going to take more out of me, and I'm not sure I'll ever get there. <laughs> so, my God, my voice is fried. <laughs> Oh, my God. I got to get through this week. PK's like, in life, you can't go back with people, you know, lose people. People make decisions at a regret. I know. Well, we can get better. Dory, why can't we get better? We can always get better. I mean, I got pretty fucking good tonight. You sure did, PK. (laughs) It was actually a nice scene. I do. I do. I actually do root for them. I really think they actually will make it. Um. Not there's old Kyle and Mauricio though, I'll tell you that much. Over at Kyle's, we're at a birthday party. It is hopping. We see Kyle and a staff preparing her home. There's a decorated with, like, birthday paraphernalia looking like a dozens Like, pinatas exploded. You guys, it's Portia's 15th birthday. Remember when we first met Portia 13 years ago? And we've watched this little girl grow up. Do you ever get emotional like that? Like, I remember uh, Candy's daughter when she was like going to college a couple seasons ago. I was like, oh my God, I just want her to be good. Like, I don't have kids of my own, but like sometimes I get emotional about Housewives kids. I've truly lost it, folks. It's not, that's not something I'm proud of, but I do. I get like, I'm like, oh, little Portia. Kyle yells, birthday girl, Portia. Ladies and gentlemen, Berlin! And Porsche's like, who the fuck is Berlin? No, that would be great, though. Like, take my breath away. Porsche's like, stop! She walks in the kitchen where Mo is chowing down on chips and guac. He's been busy agency and agency in all day. And Kyle's like, uh, Mo, are you love a love bean? We immediately start with the love bean. Are you love bean? Love bean? Like, well, love bean? What the fuck is going on? Why don't we just call the episode Love Bean? Uh, Kyle's like, Oh! Hi, Love being What you have been doing? Um, you do that every time. Like, you don't see me. And Maurice is with a mouthful trying to just eat some fucking guacamole and chips. He's like, I'm joking, honey. I'm joking. Jeez, you get all these tattoos. You're all intense now. Kyle and I talking heads. like, we've always been on the same page and in sync. But right now, just doesn't feel like we are in sync. Ba, 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 ba. Digital, digital, get down. Oh, just you and Mo you gonna be a love bean on the telephone digital digital get down push morgan Wade out mo's like oh my god love bean my day's been crazy my day's been crazy too i I love her day's been crazy i took to read to the beverly wilshire alexia 26 one of the other daughters in the kitchen with them mo's like and I'm stressed and I haven't eaten a the thing. They're just shoveling food in their mouths. Like, they've got a whole, like, did you see that set up with all the, di- like, they got this huge meal? They're shoveling this shit in their, their mouths. Like, just slow down. We'll, we're going to eat soon. Alexia is like, you guys are stress eating. And Kyle's like, okay. So, anyway, Kyle and I talking heads, like, it feels like lately that he has consumed the agency and his work, and he's running this big company and opening up all over the world, and I think that he's poured his heart and soul into the agency, so it's the other woman, and she smiles sarcastically. Oh, well, no, you're other one, girl. Kyle is like, the table's set. Take a look at it. Tell me what you think, and Alexis is like, it's so gorgeous. We changed from Italian food to Mexican quinceanera. I think it's a way better move. I do. I do love being. And Alexia's like, yeah, she's 15 years old. Exactly. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Guests begin to arrive. Uh, Jake, Alexia's boyfriend, uh, is like, joy, Jake is in the house. Eduardo, Kyle's father-in-law, enters. Daughter, Sophia, 23, greets guests. And Mauricio's like, welcome, welcome. I don't know why I made him just sound like Dracula mixed with a Catskills comedian. Mauricio's mom, Estella, also arrives. And someone says to Mauricio, have you been in L.A. much? No, no, I have not. Uh, New York, Florida, Aspen, Portugal at the end of the month. Yeah, we opened up an office in Portugal. Uh, Then we're opening up an office in Mallorca. We're going bananas. And Kyle hollers, where's the birthday girl? And Portia comes bounding down the stairs. Everyone cheers, happy birthday. And Kyle's like, okay, everyone, grab your plate. It's time to eat. Mauricio's mama Stella's like, you know what, Kyle? Yeah, everything's okay with you and Mauricio, right? Yeah, what do you mean? Well, every time I open Google, it's like something about you guys, like separating and divorcing, whatever. We see a headline from All About the Tea, Clues, Kyle Richards and Mauricio Omansky's marriage is in trouble. And then from Heavy Magazine, Fans question Kyle Richards and Mauricio Omansky's marriage. And Estella's like, it got to the point where I called Mauricio and I sent him a text and I said, is everything okay? You know, generally, I don't believe those things, but it's too much. You know, who started this? Eduardo, Mauricio's dad, is standing there with Estella and Kyle's like, I was seen without my wedding ring and people, I was seen holding hands with this country singer. He's 26 year old. No, she's like, I I was seen without my wedding ring and people started this rumor. She shrugs her shoulders. Like, I don't know. Kyle and I talking to it's like, I'm very taken aback that my mother-in-law is asking me this right now tonight. Yes. Mo and I have been having a hard time, but the picture of me without my ring has nothing to do with that. I still am wearing a wedding ring. Another headline from the U.S. Sun: Real trouble fans suspect Kyle Richards is split from husband Maurizio Omansky after spotting concerning clues. Kyle continues in the talking head. So why are people saying that? Because of one time when I was lifting weights. Before that, I love that Kyle was like, "I was fucking benching two ten. I had to take the ring off." Mo passing Kyle in the hall goes, "I love being so uh, so beyond stress right now." And Kyle's like, "Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel relaxed at all right now." Well, we got to relax. We got to clean up all that mail. You know, it's kind of embarrassing. And we see all this mail on the foyer. And Kyle's like, I just told you how stressed I am. And you're telling me to clean up the mail? Huh. It's a good time to tell me that. And she walks away, leaving Mo fake laughing. He's like, huh? Ha, 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 ha. You know, also, they all have assistants. Like, what I, this scene, I don't know. I don't want to say fake, but it, Ah, there was just something about it. Like it was fascinating, but it was weird at the same. It was, I don't know. It was, it was weird, right? Kyle and I talking to him goes, this is just not what I want to hear right now at my daughter's birthday dinner. I love it. She's like, I don't want to hear about fucking circulars. All the guests go through the buffet line. They're sitting at the table eating and Kyle is passing out gifts to Portia. Uh, Alexia looks at Kyle's oldest daughter, Farah, and She's like, oh my God, look at that tattoo. And Farah's like, it's not real. And Kyle's like, it's a fake. She's testing it out. (laughs) Unlike me. And Mauricio's sitting in between them, fake laughs, like, oh, love being shut the fuck up. Oh, 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 oh. And Kyle whispers to Mauricio, do your parents know I have a tattoo? No, love bean, no. Estella leans in to try to overhear this conversation, and Kyle stops quickly. Like, this is the part, would you really believe, would you really believe that she would bring this up in front of, I, especially after the mom brings up the U.S. Sun headlines, do you really think, it's something reads fake in this scene to me? Porsche opens her gift, which is a Cartier Love band, which is $1,300. And I love it. Like, I'm broke as a joke, and I'm like, only $1,300 for Porsche? I thought you loved her. Jesus, God. I mean, PK bought a whole band for Dorit. Please. She owns Berlin now. And Portia's like, oh, my God, it's so cute. She seems to really like it, even though it's cheap. Uh, Portia's like, wow, it's so shiny. It fits perfectly. And Kyle's like, Porsche. And Portia's like, I love, love, love it. Kyle leaves the table and calls out, Estella! Eduardo, where are you guys? I want to tell you something. And Estelle's like, Oh, you want to tell me something? You're not going to like it. Tell me. I'm in love with a country singer. A female. No, she's like, I got tattoos, Estella. And Estella pauses a moment. She's like, I'm okay. You are? Yeah. Oh, okay. And Estelle's like, Where's my son? And Estelle's kind of fishing for something. What do you mean? And Estelle's like, Didn't you do the tattoo for Mauricio? Did I put his name? No estella looks at eduardo who is listening too and kyle's like that's a jinx anyway that's a jinx well anyway okay i told you and estella's like and i know the girl's got one yeah did you know that your son has one no and kyle busts out laughing <laughs> maybe it does i don't know i'm kidding i'm going through something Rum Springer. and kyle's like can we do cake and she just skips away Alexia's in the kitchen lighting the 15 candles on the cake and Mauricio's like, let's do this. And Kyle's like, I told your mom you have a tattoo. And Mauricio gives a concerned look. He's like, Love Bean, what is wrong with you? She doesn't care. But still, Love Bean, why would I not be allowed to do that? You know, what is what is up with that? I, need, I should be able to tell the, uh, my mom that I have the bat symbol on my buttocks, you know? And Alexa's like, we're lighting this cake, you guys. And Mauricio starts to walk away, and Kyle's like, she meant the tattoo on me, and I said, maybe you don't, and I don't know for sure. And Kyle says to her daughters, now Mauricio's mad at me, and now I realize she meant him, and I said, oh, I don't know, maybe he has one, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. And is like, so you said that, or you said, yes, he has one. And we flash back to two minutes earlier, where Kyle said he definitely has one. So Kyle already lying, even though they bust her out in the flashback. And Farrah's like, you're in trubs. And Kyle and I talking goes, why did I open my mouth? I thought, oh, okay, it'll be funny in the moment. We'll see your reaction. But now, his reaction? This is such a weird scene, because neither reaction was insane. Also, I just, I mean, like, Kyle's trying to start trouble. It's a very... I I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to do with the scene. It was weird. Alexia's irritated, like, okay, guys, let's go. The candles are lit over here. Nobody's getting any younger. We got to do this already. Kyle continues in a talking head. I really wish I had not said anything. (laughs) Kyle just thinks she's such a jokester. And I mean, she's funnier than Freddie Mellengam, but she's not, you know, it's it's like, come on. Kyle leans into Mauricio and whispers, she doesn't know for sure about your tattoo. And she was like, and Mauricio's like, whatever love being. I don't want to talk about that right now. And I was like, okay, well I want you to know that she wasn't even mad at this and meaning her own tattoo. And he's like, it's not about that. It's mine to talk about and not anybody else's. And whether I choose to talk about it or not, and I don't want to talk about it right now. I don't want to talk about it. I do now think that Mauricio possibly has a tramp stamp. Like he's got like one of those big, like three eleven symbols on the the small of his back, you know, like a tribal tattoo, (laughs) small of his back or something. Um, Farrell looks up at then hearing Mo's words, and Kyle walks away. You know, oh, this and the mail? Kyle and I talking, and it's like, oh, this is what people talk about when they go through a rough time. I mean, to be fair, Kyle, you know, if this scene is real, you did say something that wasn't yours to be said. And our moms are always going to be our moms. Like, I was scared of being in trouble up until, like, uh, two weeks before my mom's death about things. Are you kidding me? Kyle to Jen in the kitchen's like, he's so mad about his mom knowing about the tattoos. He's like, that's mine to talk about. And I'm like, Jesus. I love the ability to not understand for Kyle. Now we cut to the ladies getting ready for Vegas and Crystal to Lucy, her house manager. Uh, Lucy was not there tonight. I was very sad about that. I guess she went home for the day. Crystal's like, do you think I can go to Vegas with that little carry on? And Lucy's like, how many days are you going to do? Two. And Rob's like, what are you going to do in Vegas? Um, It's sort of my birthday party. And Rob's like, okay. Crystal holds up a dress for Lucy to say. And says, Lucy to see. And she's like, that dress is ugly. And Crystal puts it back. Well, tell me how you really feel. You're fired, Lucy. Over at Sutton, Sutton's holding up a sheer top with cats on. <laughs> well There's not much to it. You can't see my nips, and Avi's like, "Well, I don't want you catching a cold. It's Vegas, Avi. Where am I else am I gonna wear this? I mean, that's true. You, I was in Vegas this, you know, past weekend for BravoCon. I couldn't tell you how many sexy, slutty cat little outfits I saw. A lot of cats, a lot of cats on tops, a lot of cats on rears. Just cats. It's just a lot of cats on outfits out there. Um, Obvi's like, you're not going to find a man in that. That's for sure. Then we get to Garcelle packing with Taz, her assistant. And Garcel's like, Taz, while you're doing that, I'm going to use my shaker. She steps on a floor de- device that shakes all her cellulite. And Taz is like, it looks like you're twerking. And Garcelle laughs. laughs. The ladies begin to arrive at the airport. First is Kyle bringing personally monogrammed designer tote bags for each woman, placing them on the jet. And the monogram on the tote bag says, Mauricio has a tattoo. No. Uh, they're just monogrammed with their names. Sutton arrives next, and Kyle's like, No, I do not believe you're the first one here, Sutton. Look at you. I literally thought it would be you or Dorit last. And Erica's uh, next, and she's like, It's a little pimping, but I'm here. And she's wearing a full-length bright green snake print snakeskin printed coat with matching pants and purse. Yeah, I bought this all by myself. Nobody, no rich older man bought this for me, I swear. Wink. And Kyle's like, oh, wow. And Crystal comes, and Kyle's like, it's the birthday woman. Crystal sees Erica, okay. By the way, I love green. And Erica's like, it goes with my green outfit. She Because Crystal shows her green purse. And then here comes Dorit with a lot of luggage and her driver helping her with it. And, of course, in the background, you see the band Berlin just traveling along with Dorit at this point. Kyle's like, I didn't even know that was you at first. Because of the brown hair? Yeah, it's still not registered yet. I know. Finally, Garcelle. And Chris is like, there she is. And Erica hugs her. Come on, hat. Because Garcel's wearing a hat. And Kyle's like, we are ready, girls. All right. And they dance and bounce happily to the jet. By the way, there is a part that I don't think was in the notes here. Erica goes, Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. Vegas, 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 Vegas. <laughs> oh, Vegas, Vegas. Like, do you guys, it was wild. Dorit's like, I mean, OMG, when she sees her bag. By the way, Kyle, thank you very much for the jet. You're welcome. And they all in unison say, thanks for the plane, Kyle. And they have cocktails, they cheers. And Kyle's like, you guys, can you give Crystal her birthday present? And Erica's like, yeah. Crystal opens up a gift from a bag, and it's a gold wide link chain with a large diamond and sapphire-encrusted crescent moon charm hanging from it, worth 3,000 big ones. And if you add $7,000 to that, that's how much money Dorit pulled out of Wells Fargo in cash. Guys, like, do you like it? And Crystal's like, it's to die for. Uh, Crystal goes, you guys, thank you so much. I'm so obsessed. So pretty, Crystal. And Garcelle's like, so guys, we, me and Sutton, are super excited to be hosting. So when we get there, we'll check in. We'll get dressed up. And Erica stands up, okay, guys, and I'm on your 40th birthday, bitch. I'm taking you to Magic Mike. I'll get you dick. Dick down. Yeah. Flip it up. Rub it down. Let's get it on. Garza's like, game on, bitch. Game on. When we go to Magic Mike, please wear pants if you want to get on stage. Ooh, <laughs> please wear pants. They're going to gonna jizz off your pants. Like, what? Is, wear pants? Ooh. Like I no, I'll I'll stay back. Like I, I'll hit up the penny slots. Kyle's like, well, I brought a skirt, but I tricked them because I don't want them to see my underwear, so I'm not gonna wear any. What the fuck is going on? What are we gonna see, Kyle's? I'm Kyle, and this is the beef. <laughs> Son's like, well, I got pants and p- <laughs> I got pants and panties. <laughs> And I brought Santos. I'm gonna bring pants and panties and Santos to Magic Mike in Vegas. And Crystal goes, "I'm wearing pants. Your ugly leather pants." Garcelle to Sutton's like, "You're flexible. You should go. You should go up there." And says like, "Is that Chan and Tatum Tatum guy gonna be there too?" And Eric's like, "No, I don't think he's gonna make it." And Garcelle Teresa like, "Garcelle Sutton, thank you very much." And Garcelle's like. You're so welcome, we're so excited you guys. it's going to be so much fun I say i say we're gonna bond, bonding we can love each other and fight with each other and Eric's like, "I gave up fighting with y'all for Lent. I make a Jane as a good Catholic And guys I was like, that's 40 days. It's only three days this trip so I can last Eric and I talking had very serious goes, I'm not kidding. The Lord, or the Holy Ghost, or some higher power is speaking to me and saying, you need to give up fighting for land. Oh, my God. Erica Jane, it's me, the Lord, or the Holy Ghost. I need you to do something. I need you to give back every bit of jewelry, shoes, and clothing that you have from Thomas Girardi bought with stolen funds. I'm not going to fucking do that. No fucking way. I don't care who you are. I'm in a jail. I'm keeping this stuff. I'll fuck you. Okay, um, can you give up fighting? Yeah, I'll do that, I guess. Okay, thank you. Kyle on a talking head rolls her head in sarcasm. He's like, now Erica's religious. Okay, this could have come in handy a while back, by the way. Ha, 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 has got a tattoo. The jet lands in Vegas. Erica's pointing out the window. She's like, Oh, my God, we have red phantoms. And there's two really nice red phantoms with all black rims parked on the tarmac. And they're just really intense. The ladies disembark and Garcel's like, Oh, my God, you guys, look at these cars. The wind blows Garcel's hat off and she screams. One of the car drivers run to get it. Garcel's like, You are the sweetest. Crystal, take a picture of me in front of this car. Now we're driving, through the strip and one of the phantoms and Erica points out the window. Something there auditions for the Raider of Rats. And I think... I think you and I should try out. Erica's trying to be nice to people this trip. And Sutton's like, mock counting steps. She's like, a five, six, I'll say, I'll say, seven, eight. And Crystal's like, you guys have a lot more in common than I realized. Wow. And the other Phantom, of like, did you bring lamb? And Dorit's like, no. And Garzell gasps, Dorit, I know. And Crystal sneaks in, I did. And Dorit's like, you did? What? And Crystal's like, I know. The car arrives at the Resort World's Hilton. And the general ma- ma- manager, Alexandra Kotal, greets them at the cars. And Alexandra's like, welcome to Resorts World. It's a pleasure to have you. And the lobby is outrageous. There's slot machines. The lady's like, ooh, ah. They take them to their room. It's labeled Palace Number 2. And he's like, ladies, welcome home. The women are greeted by white-gloved butlers serving champagne. They're all blown away by the rooms. I do love seeing this kind of shit. It is, it's nice to see nice things. And he's like, oh, my gosh. This is way better than Berlin. And says, like, "Thank you so much. It's incredible." And Kyle's like, "Gorgeous." And Alexander's like, "Welcome to your palace, a fifteen thousand square foot room." Oh my God, what? A fifteen thousand square foot room. We see a huge golden balloon arch on the outdoor patio over the pool that says, "Happy Birthday, Crystal." And Alexander's like, "This is the master street, sp- suite. There's a pillowcase on the bed with Crystal's name monogrammed on it, so it can be her room." And Kyle's like, "Wait till you see the rest." And is like, Crystal, happy birthday. And then she whispers just to Crystal, Crystal, bitch, happy birthday. The white-gloved butler and Alexandra open doors to her room. Kyle and Dorit, this is yours. Their names are monogrammed on their pillows. And Dorit's like, oh, it's so romantic. Let the rumor start. We flash back to 2019 to the Denise Richards party where her daughter and friends attended and Denise got mad about the conversation topic the ladies were having around the girls. And Kyle's like, I've never done the girl thing. And Dorit's like, would you choose to share a bed? when you've got a fucking suite and Kyle's like, I don't know, baby. I'm a lesbian. This is a scene from 2019. You guys, the foreshadowing this season is giving us. They get to Sutton and Garcelle's room and Sutton's like, look, my stuff's already hung up. We see her clothes and shoes arranged neatly. And Crystal's like, she took the whole, Chris like, she took the whole closet. And Sutton's like, I wasn't here. I sent people. Remember Diana Jenkins used to do that. I am Tyler Jenkins. I send people ahead of time to set up my clothes. Garcelle and I talking heads like the the bitch shows up, has her assistance, pull all her clothes out front, I get a little corner in the closet. We see Avi and another person earlier figuring out how much space to give Sutton and how much to give Garcelle. Sutton has at least nine or ten pairs of shoes and a lot of those cat sweaters, you know, all that stuff. Sutton's like, "Well, I brought pillows, you know, I don't know where they are." I say, I say. Garcelle continues in a talking head. "I'm in this room too, Sutton." And Sutton's like, "Well, I got all ones," and she pulls out a large bundle of dollar bills, like a couple of hundred. She's like, "I'm ready to, I'm ready to stuff some cock socks, yeah." um garcello's like i love it bring on magic mike i'm gonna find a man tonight on stage and um i i guess that means erica got her own room they don't even you know erica's like i'm in a closet i'm where the laundry is i want to curl up on this tile floor i'm gonna be i, I don't need a room because i'll get dick tonight I'm go back to a man's house Four hours later, cuts. Four hours later, they're at the Magic Mike show, sitting up front. Erica is cradling a half-dressed male dancer in her arms on stage, and you guys, like, did you see it? It's like, it looks all like serious, like it's post-coital. She's like, been it all, blah, uh. uh, uh. Like, it looked really like, like she's like making sexy face and it made me uncomfies. Like I was very uncomfortable watching. She's like, like, just imagine Erica like, I'm having sex. Yeah, serious face. (laughs) Sorry. strobe lights are flashing all over. (laughs) Erica, Erica has jumped up on stage with legs wrapped around one of the dancers. I was like, Jesus! This is a family show. Men are the half dra- ha- the men are half dressed. It's just disgusting, folks. It's just disgusting. They're dancing. They're flying around with their wieners just flopping everywhere. Their little tight butt bottoms. They're humping and grinding all over the stage. I don't want it. I didn't pay to watch this filth. And Eric is now lying on the stage with her legs up in the air. Yeah, how you like that, Lent? I didn't give up clothes in my closing up my legs yeah that's Erica Jane. you're seeing the goods so she spread eagle while multiple dancing men imitate going down on her and they're helping her and erica's playing into it heavily mikey mindens choreographed this whole thing yes erica i want you to just lay there and take it as they thrust into your Wide open coochie, and Sutton watches like, "Oh my God!" And she turns and looks away. Oh, oh, don't! How dare you make my sweet Sutton watch this dirty, filthy perversion? In the midst of this, suddenly Sutton jumps up from her seat, and Sundry goes, "No, I say, I say, I can't!" What the fuck is that? I want my fucking mic off. Bravo, bravo, fucking bravo! I say, I say, and she walks out because you. You don't put something in the corner. You don't make her watch filth Life. I. Ain't, I, I I'm not. I, I'm a. I am not i am do not own two minor league baseball teams. Watch Edgar Jang get finger blasting on stage. I say. I say no, thank you. I'm a classy lady. Are you kidding me? I don't. This ain't no summer house. Then in another room with Kyle and Garcelle, we see Kyle go. Are you upset they didn't ask you to go up on stage because you had pants? No, this has nothing to do with those pants. I knew these pants were going to come back into play. Is because of my. That had nothing to do with my cat's sweater. Where's Santos? I need my horse. And Crystal back inside of the show, she's like, we got to go. And Drew's like, why? And Crystal's like, Sutton's upset. Something's going on. We got to go. And then we see the three ladies, Sutton, Kyle and Garcelle walking out the door. And Kyle to Sutton's like, you're such a bitch. Well, don't do that, Kyle. Now you're being a bitch. I say, I see. And then maybe it's like a Springer van next to her, And Sutton's like, well, I thought I'd explain to y'all so it doesn't blow up. And Garcelle's like, too late, and Erica's not even here. Erica's pacing somewhere away from them, and she's like, She's sitting in there like Judge Judy. I like that Erica was like, I was getting my fuck on on stage. You guys see those magic Mike guys into me? Yeah, and the J, bet it all on blood. I didn't give up no sex for Lent. I'm going to pay the mob. <laughs> I'm going to doggy style with these magic... I'm going to pant him up just mission style. Just laying there like a dead fish. I'm in to <laughs> And then the very familiar words to be continued pop up on stage, folks. <laughs> what are we even doing with our lives? Almost two in the morning. Okay, you guys. I'm going to put out another episode midday tomorrow with a full BravoCon recap. I'm going to rest my voice a little bit. And uh, I got to wake up. I got to do Kate Kennedy's podcast in the morning. Be there in five. I love Kate Kennedy. So... I'm going to do her podcast tomorrow, and uh, then I'll get this out to you in the afternoon. It's going to be a lot of episodes this week, because we got the Salt Lake recap. We're going to go back to the Beverly Hills recap on Friday, and so I can catch up, and next week can be a normal week. But I hope you guys enjoy this. I hope you get laughs from it. It's silly. It's meant to be silly. Hope nobody gets too offended. It is all in good fun. Once again, thank you to Juliana Carroza for doing this, um, and I just hope you guys have the best Wednesday ever. (sighs) Please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please pray for my voice. I love you guys. Bye. Take my breath away. Watching Erica in slow motion on the Magic Mike stage. Getting finger-blasted by a guy named Tony. Watching as she huffs and puffs and whips a weave in our face. And I say... I need to run away and never watch a scene like this where Erica simulates fornication. I need more kitty sweaters. Take my breath away. I say, I say, you're a purveyor, Erica Jane. Okay, you guys. I'll talk to you on Thursday. no, I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Okay, yeah. How do you guys later. So bad it's good is a Betches Media production. The show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at SoBadItsGoodWithRyanBailey at gmail.com and follow the show at SoBadItsGoodWithRyanBailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to patreon.com forward slash SoBadItsGood. Stay bad, baddies. Batches.